a heartwarming mile-high return. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off. It is me, Joey B, Joe Pizapia. That, of course, is Dinger Dan Harris. And it's you, and we're talking all things baseball on this Friday. We've got uh, the July 4th weekend coming up here. Lots of fun, lots of hot dog eating over at Nathan's, lots of baseball to be played, and lots of uh, baseball to talk about. So Dinger Dan got on the board last night with a home run. The drought is over. Feeling good going into this holiday weekend, I assume, my friend. Yeah, I mean, when I get my home run call, although the Peanuts and the Cracker Jacks did not celebrate it well enough on Discord, I tried to basically be like, guys, look, and they were like, you know, whatever. Ob- Goldsmith was so obvious, and broken clock is right twice a day, which is a fair description of my home run calls. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to rain here all weekend, but whatever. It's July 4th. It's a day to celebrate, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's gone from 97 degrees to 70 degrees yeah. in about a mm-hmm. day here. So I'm a yeah. little uh, <clears throat> not sure what's going on. Not sure how that's all working out. But look, we got a lot to get to. We've got the waiver wire to hit. We got DFS. So let's just jump into it here because, uh, of course, we have to start with the ups. I mean, the ups are Jacob DeGrom. I understand the Mets lost this game with the Freeman walkoff, but 14 Ks. This is great. I know he struggled in the first inning a little bit. Like his version of struggling is hilarious compared to everybody else. So now maybe his ERA is close to one. But you know, here, here's here's the point. 14 days later, uh, still showing you he can go out there and kind of get right and get mad and not hurt himself. That was a, a big takeaway for me. A beautiful reception for Nolan Arenado in Colorado. Uh, I love this. This was great. Uh, I wanted him to hit the home run. Unfortunately, it was Goldie, which you called. But alas, we can't have everything now, can we? And Joey Gallo, fifth straight game with a home run. Joey Gallo is on fire right now. So where do you want to start today with the ups? I mean, I guess Gallo. We've talked about him a couple of times, but now he's up to 20 on the year. That's worth halfway through. That's a 40 homer pace for all the, you know, pulling every, you know, your hair out about Gallo. This is exactly what kind of we expected him to be. And when you draft these guys, and again, Joe, we talk a lot about it, the overwhelming majority of people play roto and i know you know categories leagues he's tougher to roster right because he's basically like i'll win you a week or i'll lose you six weeks right like that's basically what he is in it but in a roto league just put him in there we talked about it kudos to you you were a guy pushing brantley before the season i was kind of like off whatever pair him with a high average guy whoever it is and you have basically an elite combination of players so i draft gallo every year i know it's frustrating but for me he's somebody who i roll with Time and time again, and as long as you can take the batting average hit, which, by the way, is now, what, 240? That's not crazy at this point. No. Uh, you can get away with it, so I love well, him. You'll take anything even close to 250 from Joey Gallo if you yes. get that. You mm-hmm. know, the difference between us is I play in a lot of head-to-head points leagues. That's my format, mm-hmm. and those those negative strikeouts, no. they kill you. And yeah. that's the thing. That's why I never have Joey Gallo. And and the other formats I play in in Roto happen to be OBP, like some of the expert leagues, and <clears throat> that's also not – necessarily always well, Joey Gallo's historic stand again better recently years but it's one of those things where batting average sometimes it can hurt you sometimes too with Joey Gallo but you you make a good point it's it's about roster construction which I think is something that everybody should remember when they're looking at players at discounts who do one thing really great I actually think head-to-head roto categories is a good spot for Joey Gallo because when he gets hot like this he's very useful and when he's not you can bench him in favor of somebody who's just okay 
Well, you know, that's interesting to me, Joe, because I think that I'm mean, points. Forget about it. You avoid Gallo and yeah, points leagues good. altogether because the strikeouts are just too much of a negative for me. You know, road head to head categories. That would be tougher for me because I don't know when he's going to go off. Right. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't have the book on this is a week that Joey Gallo goes great. So I feel like I'd always bench him with Roto. For me, that's the easiest thing to do, because I'm just, just like set him and forget. I, him. I'm well aware that there are going to be times where I'm looking at Joey Gallo and I'm being like, this guy is absolutely killing me. But I'm just going to leave him in there because I know over the long haul, for the most part, it's going to be pretty solid production. And with OBP leagues for me, I mean, that's that's much. I mean, he's got basically a 20 percent walk rate this year, but he's always in the double digits. So mm-hmm. a guy who walks and balances out the strikeouts. I don't know. I've always been kind of a Gallup fan. And if he gets out of Texas, you know, probably he's going to have even more home runs because Texas isn't a great hitter's park anymore. In head to head Roto, I feel like I love the guys that. Um, have the ability to just crush one category for you. It's like the the old Gerard Dyson kind of thing. Like the guy's not very good, but he could win steals for you in a week. If you just Mm -hmm. happen to line up and same thing with Gallo. I mean, when Gallo's hot, he's seven home runs in a week, possibly he's showing you right now. And that is a stunning feat that not a lot of guys can do. All right. Where there's ups, of course there's downs. The giants lose to the diamondbacks. Ew, gross. I mean, I know you can't lose every game diamondbacks, but just wanted to throw this out there. So good on you, Diamondbacks. Hooray. Everybody, pizza and ice cream again, Diamondbacks. Uh, another loss for Patrick Corbin. Five and a half ERA now. Uh, he looked better in the recent starts, and then this was not a good one for him. And Mark Melanson blows another save. So two points here for me on the downs. Uh, the first one with Corbin. You know, if the Nationals are going to compete, and they're only a few games out of first, they've really got to either get Strasburg right quick or they've got to look somewhere else because Corbin clearly is never going to get back to being the guy that he was a few years ago. And I think the Padres would be wise, as good as Melanson was, and he was like perfect, right, the first two months of the season. Mm-hmm. June into July clearly have not been perfect for Melanson. Maybe it would be smart for them to get some more bullpen help, somebody else with closer experience, just as an insurance policy, because you know you're the Padres, you're going to be in this uh, in the end in September, October, so you might as well start planning for that sooner than later. Though Those are my two points. I don't think Melanson is going to lose the job, but I think uh, it would not be shocking to see them bring in an insurance policy. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably right. You know that you know some of the, the Padres are going to be one of the biggest buyers because they're right in the midst of it. They they have a great team. It's They're going for it this year, as they should. So they will bring in bullpen help, of course, because you've had Pomerantz, who's basically been lost for most of the season. They need help regardless. I don't know whether or not you're going to have that ace closer out there, because I think at this point, unless Melanson completely implodes, you're going to need to bring in somebody with a pretty established history. Maybe if the Cubs to try, try you know decide to sell, maybe it's going to be Craig Kimbrell or something like that. In that case, that's fine. But certain, certainly Melanson has pitched closer to the pitcher we expected to see lately. So he is somebody who's a little bit on tenuous ground for Corbin. I look, it wasn't that bad for the most part. It's against the Dodgers, of course. You give the Grand Slam to, you know, at the end of the, you know, or Muncie at the Grand Slam that kind of ruined his numbers. But I agree. I mean, this isn't a guy who's ever going to be close to the guy. Remember, they signed him to this long deal. They got ridiculed. He had a great first year. They were like, ha, ha, ha. But this is basically exactly what everybody was worried about long term. So, yeah, they're going to have to add if they decide to go for it. They still seem a little bit on the fence. And as for the Giants, the one thing we can take away is Joaquin Soria got the save. Yay. Now we know in the next, you know, two wins that the Dimax will have before the trade deadline, maybe Joaquin Soria will get the save. So Actually, there's a perfect guy to San Diego could pick up. I mean, Soria is a guy that's got closer experience. Like it's going to be that kind of a dude, probably another veteran guy. I mean, or maybe they'll go and pluck the guy from Pittsburgh. I don't know. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but uh, it would be smart for them to be aggressive there because that's one thing you can't afford that. You can't lose games in the playoffs and in September 
where you're fighting for position there in the playoffs, you can't lose them in the bullpen. You just can't yeah. do it. You can't go in the leads. It's not good baseball. All right. Uh, some stuff to talk about. The big stuff. Who's got good stuff? The Major League Baseball batting average, by the way, since the foreign substance ban has gone up seven whole points collectively. What? I know. Isn't that amazing. crazy, Dan? I thought that was a fun little stat that I saw, mm-hmm. and I plucked it. I I find things. I pluck them, yeah. and I bring them here in a lovely bouquet for you all to smell and enjoy. So smell the roses on that yeah. one. Also, Chris Sale thinks that his return is going to be the final piece for the Boston Red Sox. Dan, do you agree? Because I don't see the Yankees adding Max Scherzer. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I don't know if Toronto is going to be able to add a real pitcher of note. Even if they could bring in a Kyle Gibson or somebody like that, that's really good. But Chris Sale at his best is obviously an ace. And that might be the only team right now in the East that can do that in terms of adding somebody to the rotation. So what are your thoughts here on Chris Sale's comments? I mean, if Sale is returns healthy, you know, and we, we've seen winning Sale and Severino and Syndergaard, the latter two have had their setbacks. Sale so far hasn't and is coming through. If he returns and he's anything close to what he is, I mean, that is like the equivalent of somebody trading for Max Scherzer at the deadline, right? It's a complete impact thing. That would definitely change the race. I'm still not counting on it, right? I'm still waiting for something to go wrong. But if he does come back, and if I basically were confident right now that he'd come back, then I'd probably put them as favorites to win the division. As it is, you and I talked about it. We still both kind of feel like Toronto is going to make a run at some point, probably at a pitcher. But yeah, if Sal comes back healthy, which again, I'm not counting on right now, then certainly that changes the complexion of the AL East race. On FanDuel, the Blue Jays are 25 to 1 to win the World Series. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) We talked about that. We talked about that. But Ryu, by the way, Ryu has to to figure things out a little bit. He's been struggling, including last night. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm not concerned because yesterday in that game against Kikuchi, too, we brought up that, you know, outside of Bo Bichette, they really don't hit left-handed pitching all that well. And and Kikuchi had pitched very well. And this was a perfect, like, kind of spoiler game, day game after a night game, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's kind of... I mean, I get it like that, that one, but you're right. I, I would say in the last month, you look at Ryu's game log. Yeah. The last time he struck out six guys in a game was May 28th is what I saw yeah. yesterday. So, I mean, I mean that, that's something where that's a very long time. And uh, he's got, he's got a, starts. he's got a 488 ERA in June. Like, uh, you know, that was a bad June. Yeah. That, he had a bad June. And then obviously he had the start. You know, yesterday, where you know he they just, weren't them, they weren't them good. Things are things, things are starting to starting to slip started. a little bit. But again, a guy, by the way, like I don't know how you view you. I view him as like Kyle Hendricks at his absolute best, which is for the most part, he's not overpowering. He has a few more strikeouts, but it's real easy for things to go wrong if like there's just a little bit out of place, right? Mm-hmm. So if he just his you know command isn't perfect, they're not chasing as much. Things can go wrong, and he can get him right right away so for yeah. me i'm not worried at all about ryu but it is worth noting like if the blue jays are going to make a run ryu kind of has to turn things around and he's been he's been struggling for over a month at this point uh, agreed agreed i think it's a good way of putting it and look guys go on have bad months and then get back on track sure. as well so the all-star team uh, was announced uh yesterday so here are the starters a catcher you got sal perez in the american league buster posey in the national league good on buster posey boy what a year off. Can totally do. deserving. Yep. I mean, 334, 18, 560, 12 home runs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is just stunning awesome. right there. Uh, poor Joey Bart. He's never going to see the light of day. First base of Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the American League, Freddie Freeman. 
I'm good with this. Max Muncy yep. probably deserving maybe this year more than Freeman, but Freddie Freeman always deserving. I love Freddie Freeman. Big fan, huge fan of the Freddie Freeman. Uh, obviously, when you look through the rest of the guys here to second base, you got Marcus Simeon, which is a great lesson in patience. He had a terrible April, yep. uh, but now he's up to 20 home runs already. In the National League, you got Adam Frazier. So uh, that was look for pretty the cool to see. That was great to see. Yeah, I know, had a very great nice. Season. He yep. has. He's yep. absolutely deserving. I mean, Ozzy Albies. That's probably the only other guy you would put in that category, but good sure. for Adam Frazier. Yep. Um, and I'm glad that the fans actually voted him in. I think that's what's right. Cool that's what I mean. That's why it's great. That are, right. It's great that the friends are like, hey, I'm not just going to always vote for the star guy exactly. if he's not playing like Mike Trout, who made the all-star team. But yep. alas, uh, Rafael Devers at third base, Nolan Arenado for the National League, Devers for the American League, Xander Bogarts and Tatis, your shortstops. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun. And yep. then, of course, Mike Trout, because he's Mike Trout. Aaron Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, first all-star game start for him. I would rather see Cedric Mullins personally, Mullins, but, you right. know. Yeah, I but he'll Cedric... probably start for Trout because Trout's not going to be ready. Right. I mean, that would be nice to see yep. Get him at the top of that award. That'd be fun. Yep. Ronald Acuna, Nick Castellanos, incredibly deserving. Jesse Winker as well. And I'll tell you yep. what, too, nice moment there for those two guys. They got to tip their cap in Cincinnati last night, Castellanos and Winker, when the crowd, uh, they recognized him, I guess, yep. on the scoreboard as the all-stars that made the team. So congratulations to all of them. All-star game should be a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's fly through some other stuff. Yosei Kikuchi, another guy, a left-handed pitcher that could help a lot of teams. If I was the Blue Jays, this is another guy I'd be all over. If you can get a Kikuchi, a Kyle Gibson, somebody like that, I mean, especially Kikuchi being left-handed, that this would be a great addition to any team that thinks that they're contending. I hope the Mets, I think, should go after him. Whatever team thinks that they're serious. Uh, double dong last night for Nate Lowe. We mentioned Joey Gallo. Nate Evaldi, mid-three ERAs. I keep talking about it. Like, maybe something's finally clicked after all these years for Nate Evaldi. I know it's only the Royals, but this is not new. Uh, Devers in that game, three for five, five RBIs. He had a dinger in that one. Corbin Burns was great against the Pirates. He did leave the game later on, though. He said he had tweaked his knee or something like that. And he was just like, it was already like he was 100 pitches in. They were just like, look, yeah, just, it was in the just eighth. Yeah. So I wouldn't like freak out about it. Ian Anderson, seven innings, two Ks against the Mets. But he was able to, well, again, DeGrom was the performance there. Of course, they didn't get the win because DeGrom pitched. Uh, Framber Valdez, seven innings, six Ks uh, versus the Indians. His ERA is now 2-1-8 with a 1.04 whip. So again, patience rewarded. I have Framber Valdez as a top 25 pitcher. I have missed 23 overall yeah. on my list. And I think there's room for him to grow and break the top 20 for sure. Especially if Aaron Nola and a couple other guys keep pitching the way they are. But yep. uh, where do you have uh, Framber rest of season? I am 24. I'm glad you brought that up because there was somebody in Discord who was like, why is Framber Valdez so low in rest of season rankings? Do Dan and Joe hate him? And again, we have rest of season rankings and our expert consensus rankings on the site. And he was the 25th starting pitcher. And I was like, oh, God, where do I have him? And I looked and he was 24th and you have him right there, too. So, I, you know, whoever commented on it, I, I don't remember his name in our Discord, but I don't know where you want us to to move him. It's really hard to push him up that high in the rest of his rankings. But what's great about Valdez is, you know, obviously not only that he's back since we essentially thought that he was going to be out for the entire season, but he's leaned into that changeup, which has made his ground ball rate, which was already giant, go like astronomically giant, like league leader, like Barry Bonds leading the MLB in on-base percentage way ahead of the curve in that sense. So there's nothing to dislike at all about Valdez at the same time, like, how high do you want to put him? Like there are a bunch of people. So yeah, top 25 yeah. pitcher pretty easily, but that's, that's about where I'm going. 
Yeah, I mean, he could crack top 20. I mean, the guys I have in front of him are guys like right. Joe Musgrove, sure. Andy Alcantara, um, uh, Kevin Gossman, Taiwan yeah. Walker, Trevor Rogers, you know, Carlos Rodon. I mean, I, look, then you start getting into those other guys, like the Freddie Peraltas. I don't even put them ahead of Freddie no, Peralta. No, right. So, I mean, there's like a list. I'm not putting them ahead of Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, yeah. Lance Lynn. Like, I mean, he, again, some of those guys like Rogers, like Nola, like they could work themselves backwards and Framber could work himself up. But, you know, he's not cracking the top 15, I think, this no. year. I don't think Framber's that kind of pitcher. He doesn't and have the strikeouts the biggest, to get there, I don't think. And so. I'm the fr- biggest Framber guy there is. And always a bigger, everybody knows the color of my energy. I mean, <laughs> all right, let's let's move on here. Enough defending yeah. um, him. Uh, Luis, uh, Luis, Jose Altuve, one for three with a grand slam, two walks, 18 dingers for Jose Altuve. Stop booing Altuve, everybody, because the more you boo him, the more he wants to stick it to you. Uh, Dominic Smith breaking out, you know, last week we talked, I said, Dominic's was taking better yeah. at bats. He's going to break out of this. I expect a big series from him against the Yankees in that ballpark this weekend, weather permitting, of course, JD Martinez, two for four with a home run and a double Michael Brantley, three for five with a bomb of his own. He's hitting three forty-five on the year. Good for you. The duds, your was a dud Barrios yeah. again. I want to talk about Barrios in a second. Rodon was a little disappointing, but he still had nine Ks. Yeah. Uh, and Sean Manaya gave up four runs and five <clears> innings <throat> to six Ks against the Rangers. I think that Jose Barrios needs a change of scenery. I think he needs a different voice, a different pitching coach, a different organization, maybe the National League with no DH. I don't know. I think Jose Barrios will be a fascinating piece for a team to be very aggressive on, give up the moon and the stars, because you might get a guy who then maybe finally does figure it out. But sometimes this is the case. Like sometimes, like uh, Garrett Cole is a perfect example, right? Of a guy that was a very highly thought of pitcher, was going to be the ace of the staff in Pittsburgh, didn't happen, gets a change of scenery, all of a sudden doesn't have to be the ace, and all of a sudden relaxes a little bit and finds another gear and maybe finds some sticky stuff along the way. But what are your thoughts here about Barrios? Do you think that a change of scenery would do him good? There is more to Barrios than what we see. And what's funny is that every time I look at his numbers, I always expect them to be worse. And I think part of it is because I'm I'm fairly heavily invested. And he wasn't a guy who I was out there running to target in this draft season, but he's a guy who I found I, I constantly ended up with because I think for the most part, it's the type of guy, Joe, we talked about it in draft season where when you have a guy who's like a huge prospect where everybody was super excited and he turns into somebody who's just very good, but not right. elite fancy managers get a little pissed off and they're like, whatever. Okay. He's just, well, he's a Dan, huge he is 95 innings. He's seven and two this year with a three, five ERA, a yeah. 1.14 whip, 96 K's and 94 innings, just 24 yeah. walks. That's a really good pitcher. Really would, good. Would you pitcher. rather have him or Framber Valdez rest of season? him? Yes. That's a good question. Right. He's around there, but I'd rather have him. And I, I really would. But I agree with you. I think there's more here, Joe, that's just not unlocked because you see him every once in a while with the slider. He looks completely dominant. But when he goes out there and I roster him and I'm like, all right, I need a good start. I don't feel overly confident that he's going to go out there and dominate because he does pop these off a bunch of times. You're just like all of a sudden you have a couple of zero strikeout starts, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, the one thing I will say is that the White Sox, for the most part, this series against the Twins, they were tough. Like I watched that. They were battling nonstop throughout this entire series. They were not swinging and missing. They were having, I, again, I watched it with the Maeda start where he wasn't good, but he made a lot of really good pitches and they were just hanging tough. They, they took great at bats this entire weekend. Still at the same time, 
I do kind of hope that Barrios gets tra- gets traded, especially to the National League, because I do think there is another gear that he just hasn't reached yet. So I'm buying him to the extent I can just for that possibility. But even if not, I feel confident in what he's going to give me. I think the Mets should be all over this because I don't think you should wait for the injured guys to come back. Be aggressive. You have a moment. You have new ownership. You have money. Go make it happen because Syndergaard is going to be a free agent too. What are you going to do with Syndergaard? I mean, let, let's yeah. let's start to look ahead a little bit. And and look, here's a perfect example. I, I think people are upset. Here's greater than zero. Lovely human, right? right Jose right, Barrios yes. needs a new planet. He's awful on this one. He's not awful on this one. We just proved it. We literally just proved that he is not awful. Look at those. Take the name away. You give me 95 strikeouts and 95 innings and a a, a three and a half ERA with a 1.15 ish whip in the American League. That is a really good fantasy starter. I'm sorry he never became Shane Bieber. I'm sure he sorry he never became Jacob Degrom or Max Scherzer or those guys. But maybe he will. The point is, maybe it's just a different voice that you need too. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's something I, I, that. And let's clarify. You're correct. I don't want to be talking about Jose Barrios like he's been a disappointment. He really hasn't. If you knew at this stage that you were at the halfway point, he's basically going to be on pace for 200 innings, has a 3-5 ERA and a 114 whip and more than a strikeout per inning, you would take that any day of the week. But I do think that he has the talent to be even better than that. And I do think if he goes to National League, especially, it could really be unleashed. So there's no worry. You throw him out there every time. But in some respect, it does feel like there's more that we're waiting on, even though he's been very good. Mets, Braves, uh, Cardinals should be desperate for it, but I don't know if they want to, you know, I don't know where they are <laughs> mentally right now with everything. Yeah, I but. mean, you, look, you know who else could use a starter is the Dodgers because you've got, obviously, really well, know. you don't know about I, Trevor I, Bauer. You I don't know about Trevor tied. Bauer. No, no pun intended. I think their hands are tied with Trevor Bauer. <laughs> oh I, I do. I, do I, I think they're maxed out here. But and... even so, Joe, even so, you, you lost Dustin May. Right. You are now we're basically at the point where you're like, OK, are we starting Clayton Kershaw rest of season? Like just no more babying there. Tony Gonsolin had an opener Kershaw's yesterday, been great, though. He, uh, he has been great. I know, but they, they're so they've been so careful with him. By forever, the way, they? speaking of that, I think I'm going to yeah. have Tuma just do the first two minutes of the show and then I'm going to come in and do okay. the rest. Yeah, I think we should have openers. Right? I think Mayor it's fine. And Tuma should come in, do the show for like I don't know, thirty seconds to a minute, and then you and I just come in and finish out the rest of it. What do you think? Yeah, Podcast I think that's openers. Fair. I'll take it. All right. I'll take Podcast it. openers. All right, real quick, news and notes on the injuries in one breath. Ron Lacuna was scratched with a sore back. Zach Eflin scratched with congestive and body aches. Blake Snell activated off the IL. We'll start this weekend. Colton Wong left the game with calf tightness. Rosario left with abdominal tightness. Gregory Polanco dealing with hip inflammation. Moncada missed weekend series with bruised right hand. And Trey Turner out a few days because of jammed fingers. Yay. There you go. Nice All time. right. It is that time again, boys and girls. It's time for Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped.com. Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. The greatest grooming history uh, tool ever history tool the greatest tool for male grooming in the history of it's friday it's friday it's fine. It's fine. Just... does it teach us history learn history while you manscape it's actually yeah it's like uh ken burns actually did an entire <laughs> series just for <laughs> the manscape products perfect so you actually when you turn them on you get a voiceover narration about the Battle of Gettysburg. It's That's amazing. Good. I hope it's James on- Earl Jones or something really authoritative, <laughs> you know? That'd be a great, hey, we're inventing a new product right now, so let's go. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, of course, on top of all the, the things you, you'll learn and get the education, you'll also get the longest battery life, the advanced skin safe technology, the new guard lengths, and a whole lot more. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code leading off 
on us. Again, you get 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's 20% off free shipping with the code leading off manscaped.com, your balls. And uh, of course, the well, thank you, and you'll get smarter. You'll get smarter. <laughs> Obviously. As well. Of course. All right. Home run update. Uh, D. Gordon Liddy can't be stopped. Uh, Ty's Wonky Penguin at the top for 13. Turf Durgeson, Muncie uh, now has 10. And of course, our own Dan Harris. Make, and, and we Dan and I have made a decision that we're not yes. going to keep picking. We're just going to pick a guy now on Fridays for the weekend. Yep. That's what we're going to do, right? What, what's the fancy word you use for this? Who's the fancy word for this? In perpetuity? Is that what you're saying? In perpetuity. Well, it, weekend perpetuity. We'll, we'll do that. Weekend Our home perpetuity. run calls for Friday, they last for the weekend because you guys are active in there. Yeah. We, there's no way for us to keep up. So, yeah, we're going with that we, now. Now that you've caught up. Basically caught up. We're being embarrassed. Let's call. We so are. We need to save face now because I know. It, we gave you we gave you two months of, of weekend calls where we're only picking five and you're picking seven. So now we're evening the field. Yeah. We're just going to pick one person though, to still keep you guys ahead of us. But uh, let's talk about the slate tonight. 14 uh, games on the slate on the main. You got that one game starting earlier, but look, not a lot of cash game arms tonight. Lance Lynn's your one big cash game arm at 10 K and nine, seven. You got a lot of GPP guys. Taiwan Walker has pitched very well. He's only 8.7 on FanDuel. Pablo Lopez is nine, five Kyle Gibson at eight, four. So, you can definitely go with any of those guys. I think they are good starters in terms of GPP because they have upside. I love Taiwan Walker personally. He's been very good this year. Uh, as a secondary arm on DK, Taiwan Walker is very cheap. He's just AK. I know people are going to be tempted with Luis Patino, even though it's against Toronto. I just not enough innings there. Alec Manoa, 7.9. Maybe the temptation's there too. To me, on DK, give me Taiwan Walker at 8. Give me Kyle Gibson at 7.8. And give me a happy Joe. That's that's what I'm looking for. What are your thoughts on the pitching uh, tonight? Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with it. The one thing I would say is that uh, the weather in New York sounds terrible. How is it by you, Joe? It it's, must be it's, bad right now. Uh, well, I mean, we're, the worst is over from from what I've okay. seen. Like uh, it says, light rain possibly tonight, but okay. they don't expect any delays around the game time. Oh, okay, uh, right now, very good. Then. It looks like it might be before, but it seems like they're going to get it in at least okay. like 50 percent chance. But yeah, that that's your concern. So look, if this worm turns later in the afternoon, then you can go ahead and make that change. But Kyle Gibson, you yep. know, Lance Lynn, like those are the two guys I think I would have my eye on. Um, just, Lynn, you know, Lynn for sure on. is the guy. Lynn for yeah. sure is the guy right now against Detroit who, you know, they occasionally pop off a good game. But again, it's in Detroit, so you don't even have to worry that much about the park. You know, obviously mm-hmm. when Chicago's home, it's a little different. But Lynn is just the, the easy choice. But I do like Walker as a secondary arm. And Gibson at this point, again, we talked about it on the betting bro show. He leads the American League in the ERA. So there's really very little to worry about, especially against Stunning. the Mariners. So totally Stunning. fine with him. Yep. Now you have a, a four outcome game here with the Nats and Dodgers. Urias mm-hmm. 8.9 and 9.2. Scherzer at 11K and 10 and a half. Look, I'm fine with rolling with Scherzer tonight too. I'm com- Max Scherzer shown me enough this season that I'm confident yeah. no matter who it is. Yep. And the roster percentage is going to be a little lower tonight because it's the Dodgers where you can go ahead and even track that drop that cash game lineup in a tournament and see what it does because you might be pleasantly surprised. So I'm cool with that as well. The lineup builders tonight, Austin Hayes uh, on both sites, 3.1 on DK, just 2.5 on Fandle. He's swinging a hot bat. IKF on Fandle, 2.5. Miles Straw getting moved up in that lineup, 2.7. Shed Long looks pretty good lately, too. Yeah. He's in that lineup, 2.4 on Fandle. On DK, David Fletcher, who's been hot, 3.2. Adam Duvall against lefties. I always like that, 3.8 on DK. And Keston here at 3.5. So it's time for the Perpetuity Friday. That's right. Yes. I'm going to go with Pete Alonzo hitting home runs in the wiffle ball 
field that is Yankee Stadium. So hopefully I don't get rained out. But even so, they do the double dip tomorrow. Who cares? Give me Pete Alonso for the weekend. Who are you going with for the weekend, my friend? I somehow got accused of being too chalky with Paul Goldschmidt, a guy with 11 home runs coming into it yesterday. So I'm going to go with a guy with five chalky. home runs. I'm the guy that picked Vlad for like three days in a row and I went on vacation. Hey, and it worked. And it, it, worked. it did work. That's all right. We love our we love our Discord peeps. I'm going to go with a guy with five home runs on the season, and that is Anthony Rendon, who I'm hopeful that this weekend is his bounce back for the season. So Rendon into weekend perpetuity. And there's a comment from Scott. Sucks that I can't be live on the chat every day. Work, life, ugh. Lucky day off. Yes, it is a lucky day off, Scott. We appreciate you spending your day off just hanging out with us. And again, if you want to subscribe here over on Fantasy Pro's MLB channel, we have yep. a lot of fun things going on. Plus, when you subscribe and you go enter the MLB contest that we've got going on, you get that 3x value. You get three entries to the price of one. Go to fantasypros.com slash MLB contest. You drop your review of the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox. You fill that out. You show us your YouTube subscription. And then, yep. boom, just like that, you're entered to win. What is the new giveaway again? It is what? Shane Bieber signed jersey. Now, for the Otani, we will be emailing the person today and may have Check already spam. this morning. And then on Monday, I'm going to do the ode to everyone who left a review. Uh, so we will do that on monday's show i need the weekend i have to craft it so that it, it sounds uh, normal but that's the deal thank you everyone again for leaving a review for subscribing to the youtube channel really helps us out and we appreciate each and every one of you so we will have a show on monday even though it's yes. a holiday weekend correct i'm thinking we i think we give ourselves an extra half hour though what do you think maybe not you want an hour show no, 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 no. I mean, an extra hour show. You want a two-hour hour show? A three-hour show? <laughs> no, All day live just stream? A, no, Start I at 9.30, no, you said? I mean, honestly, with you... Uh, I say that to that. all your co-hosts, I'm sure. No, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you want to start at 930? Well, then. I was going to say, give everybody an extra half hour sleep, including the peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. 930 might is. be off. You know, get the kids some breakfast, relax a little bit, go make a bagel run or something, and then uh, we'll go talk a little baseball for you. But you want to tune in on Monday because Dan's going to have the reviews, and that is always, um, always spectacular. That yep. is the best. All right, yep. and you're the best, too. We appreciate everybody who watches and listens to the show. If it's the first time you're joining us, where you been? Subscribe to Leading Off Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, like I said, join that YouTube army over there on uh, at uh, Fantasy Pros MLB as well. And uh, get yourself some free stuff. We like giving away free stuff. So mm -hmm. that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. Have a great July 4th. Party. Have fun. Go out there. Even if it's raining, go dance in the rain. Have some fun out there. Hopefully you'll get some good weather and enjoy the beach and the family and the fun. Because you deserve it. And we'll be back again Monday to do it all again. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Dinger Dan, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Bye.